Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, JC, I think we might have to rename our show to the Anthony Davis Tribute Podcast. What a world we are living in. Anthony Davis is just dominating the dojo. It does not matter who the Lakers are playing. Lakers coming off back-to-back wins, their most impressive win of the season over the Milwaukee Bucks, followed by another road win against the Washington Wizards. JC, save for a buzzer-beating three-pointer that the Lakers gave up, as we were just discussing before starting the, t- the taping of this episode, Lakers have gone from 2-10 and 10 to 10-12 and 12 and really should be 11-11 and 11 had they won that game against the Pacers, JC. This feels like a whole new Lakers team, and the only thing that's changed is how they're playing, and Anthony Davis specifically. Yeah, I mean it's it, yeah eight and two in the last ten. Considering how the season started is is amazing. It's it's silly to be that upset over a crazy little buzzer beater like the Indiana one. But yeah, they could be nine and one in the last ten or or at five hundred right now, which is wildly different than what we thought it would be when the season started. What do you think about what we have seen? If you had to summarize, I guess what I'm asking is, if you had to summarize in one word. What we have seen from Anthony Davis. I mean, spectacular doesn't even cut it at this point. This is the best we have seen from AD in a Lakers uniform, in my opinion. He's he's making all the right decisions. He's not turning the ball over. He's a major factor at both ends of the court. He's hitting his free throws. He's even got a bit of his three-point stroke back all of a sudden. I know he's had a back, a lower back issue that we've had to worry about this season, a little bit of a calf issue, but doesn't seem like it's much of a concern. Is this is this finally the time for Anthony Davis to take over this team? Because last episode that I did, JC, I sat here and said, this is officially Anthony Davis's team now. Man, it, it really feels like that era has moved in in a major way over the last month. Yeah, I mean, we're on the same page with that. The episode before that, I talked about how the Lakers have a LeBron James problem. And he's LeBron's my favorite player of all time, but he he can't be the best player on this team, at least at this point in the regular season. And Anthony Davis seems to have finally either not necessarily bought into the fact that he's a center and finally you know realizing and admitting when he's a center and he's just buying into Darvin Ham's system and Darvin Ham I think has also made adjustments like I remember hearing that the plan for Anthony Davis was they wanted him to be a stretch five and they wanted him to shoot threes and they encouraged him to do that and that was clearly not a great idea for the first few games of the season and so as a team, they're they're shooting less threes, and Anthony Davis is shooting less threes, and he's just he's like, you know what? I can dominate the paint. I'll just dominate the paint. It has been so. It has been such a a week or two in sports emotions for me specifically because the Anthony Davis dominance has gone on for a month. I mean, the guy is literally averaging 
49 and a half points over his last two games. That coming off a month where he averaged 27 and a half with 13. I mean, he has just been absolutely ridiculous. It's been fantastic to watch. It has been the return of Lakers basketball. I mean, it's just, it's been phenomenal. But in the midst of all this, JC, on the baseball side of my brain, as we take a quick sojourn to that group, Jacob deGrom leaves the New York Mets, my team, goes to the Texas Rangers, one of my favorite players, biggest card collections. We're processing that. In the same breath, just about, Justin Verlander signs with the Mets, two years, almost $90 million. All of this as Anthony Davis is carrying the Lakers. LeBron James looks like he's getting more comfortable with the idea of playing second fiddle. And Russell Westbrook, although he will always have his deficiencies, for lack of a better word, has really started to thrive in the midst of the AD-LeBron pairing. I think this is the best we've seen AD and LeBron together. I know it's the best we've seen of AD, LeBron, and Westbrook together. You have to remember those three guys still haven't played, I think, something like half a season together when it comes to all the time together they've spent on the court. AD and LeBron haven't spent too much time together the last couple of years prior to this one. I know the Lakers are 10 and 12. I know the Lakers are a sub-500 team. I know the Lakers aren't exactly putting themselves into the title contention conversation, but JC, the narrative has just done a complete 180. And if if we sat here when the Lakers were two and ten, and 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 said on an episode that we were going to have this conversation, you know, a few weeks from now, that the Lakers have played their way not only back into playoff picture, but perhaps a little bit more, depending upon how the roster takes shape as the season moves forward, I think we both would have laughed. Yeah. For certain, like it, it seemed like a certainty that the Lakers are destined for the lottery, and yeah, at this point, it's it's not, you know, we're not we're not being crazy, and we're not thinking that this turnaround all of a sudden means that they're one of the top contenders in the West. But they, the goal has to be to not land a lottery spot because you don't want a lottery spot to swap with with New Orleans, even though New Orleans is also kind of beginning to fall down a bit. You you want to salvage something out of the season, and so a playoff run or a decent playoff run, and hell, even if you can get out of the first round, I think that's that's a successful season considering how it started. There is so much parity in the NBA currently, but particularly in the Western Conference, and you look at what the Lakers have been able to put together, knowing that the roster is flawed, knowing that they could use some help, and all of a sudden you start raising an eyebrow. And Rob Palinka has to be the happiest man in the world about all of this because he hasn't been a talking point for the last two weeks. And, man, he just couldn't avoid a new story prior to AD's eruption. So if anyone should be paying AD's bills, it should be Rob Palinka. And that's what I got to say about that. But as, you know, as we move forward here, JC, specifically, you know, into more into the Christmas season, the Hanukkah season, the new year, all the blessings of life that are to come, the Lakers might look different, and for months and months and months, we've all sat here, you, me, Dupree, and everyone else have said, trade Westbrook, trade Westbrook, trade Westbrook. I think that crowd is growing smaller by the day, and I think the Lake, that a lot of Lakers fans right now, JC, actually are much more interested in this team, potentially trading away a Kendrick Nunn, a Patrick Beverly, and most importantly, at least one of those coveted picks, because let's be honest, Beverly and Nunn, they don't do a whole lot for this Lakers team or really any other in the league. Oh yeah, I totally agree. The you know Russell, the biggest improvement that Russell Westbrook's made in in adjusting to coming off the bench, and this is sort of how the big three have improved is Russell Westbrook has figured out how to play with Anthony Davis. Their two man game 
they can be 10 feet apart or they can be three feet apart. Their two man game together is damn near unstoppable. And the the thing about LeBron in those three is LeBron is, is a smart player and he can adjust to however his team is playing. And so he's the one that kind of had to let Russell and Anthony Davis figure it, figure it out because Russell and AD weren't going to, weren't going to be able to adapt to what it is that LeBron does. But, but Russell has finally figured out a way and, now you're seeing LeBron figuring out figure out how to play with the both of them together. But yeah, in regards to the to a trade, the Lakers have done the best thing you can possibly do, which is at the trade deadline, you you know, there's buyers and there's sellers. And for a long time the Lakers were definitely going to be buyers. And buyers can get taken advantage of. But now the Lakers are sellers. You want to hold Westbrook, you still got the picks. You're in a position to where, you know, Nunn and and Beverly are a pretty sizable cap hit. And so if you can package one of the picks, definitely not both, but maybe one of the picks and those salaries, you might be able to get a pretty decent return now that you're a seller, not a buyer. It's pretty weird that the Lakers find themselves in a position where they could, in theory, improve the team. I am still personally unconvinced that what the Lakers have to offer is going to dramatically improve the ceiling of this team And you might make it different and you might make it a little better around the edges, but I don't think the Lakers are going to be capable of necessarily improving their team's ceiling unless, unless they trade both of those first round picks. And even then, even in a trade that, you know, the one that's been talked about ad nauseum, of course, is Buddy Heald, Miles Turner coming to L.A. Does that does that lift the ceiling of this Lakers team? Does that make them? a guaranteed playoff team? Does it make them a title contending team? Is that just another change this group is going to have to adjust to and acclimate to? And I think that's the biggest struggle and that's the biggest sort of point of decision-making that this front office has to consider is now because they have all these options, instead of getting easier, it kind of gets harder in a weird way, right? Whereas before, literally anything that they could have done anyone would have said, okay, at least it's something different, you know, we'll see, but anything was better than what it was. Now you have this group that sort of come together and is playing in a way that not only is endearing this team to Lakers fans, but endearing themselves to one another and really playing well at both ends of the court. There are certain things that I still don't care for in the rotation. I don't understand Kendrick Nunn playing as much as he does. Um, I'm very curious to see how the Dennis, the return of Dennis Schroeder continues to impact uh, minutes for Patrick Beverly, uh, p- minutes potentially for Russell Westbrook, or even minutes for a guy like Troy Brown, who we saw, you know, sitting on the sidelines instead of in the starting lineup in the in the win against DC. And additional to that, you know, guys like Austin Reeves, who were really, I mean, he was really instrumental in sort of starting this this turnaround of the Lakers season. I don't want him to be, you know, just sort of this ancillary piece that's forgotten about it there's a there's a strong argument to be had that Austin Reeves should be in the starting lineup regardless of who's available and I'm really pretty firmly in that camp JC yeah I I agree I think I think the dumbest thing Patrick Beverly could have done was get himself suspended for those three games because as soon as he did that I was like oh man you're so dumb you just gave up your starting spot to Dennis Schroeder because I knew that the offense was going to move so much better with Dennis Schroeder and uh, and Austin Reeves in the starting lineup, and uh, it definitely did. And when you look at um, what it is that Schroeder and Beverly do, defensively, there's not as big of a gap as people might think, but offensively, huge gap. 
Dennis Schroeder plays much better offensively. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's going to be a, a vast improvement over what Beverly does. And so, yeah, I think I think Austin Reeves and, and Dennis Schroeder is a great backcourt pairing. I really have not been impressed with Patrick Beverly and what, what he's brought to this Lakers team so far this season. The offense is so bad. The, the inability to set up the offense is also so bad. He can't shoot. He's too small to take it to the rim. He's not crafty enough to really create off the dribble, and he's not really orchestrating anything in terms of running a set out there. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of tough when your point guard can't, 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 can't do all of those things. And his defense, I don't know if it's a product of age, effort, circumstance, whatever it may be, it's just not what his his sort of legend is made out to be, right? It's not not what we're accustomed to have seen, at least from Patrick Beverly in the past. So I wouldn't be surprised if he continues to take a back seat, but in the same breath, that sort of doesn't do much for his trade value, right? And And you wonder if Kendrick Nunn playing as much as he is, because again, I don't really think he's done so much more than than what he didn't do to begin the season, which got him benched initially, is that sort of so other people can see, well, maybe he could help us as a potential trade candidate. There have been a lot of potential options thrown around JC, but you know, I kind of I kind of like the Lakers playing with the idea of going after someone who they could acquire with, with Beverly's salary and a pick more than anything else, because then I think it gives the Lakers a, a legitimate chance to upgrade. You know, a name that I hadn't thought about too much until I saw it kicked around on Twitter a day or two ago, and I kind of raised my eyebrow about it. But somebody said, you know, I'd rather the Lakers trade Beverly in a first-round pick to Charlotte and try to get P.J. Washington or a guy like that, you know? I don't know how realistic that is for the Lakers, but I think that's that's a more plausible path to improvement for this team than making that mega deal that so many have discussed for so long. Yeah, I mean, you've got to look at the fringe players like that who are doing things really well for the league. Like, um, you know, even a guy like like KCP out in Denver whose who's minutes aren't, quite what he was when he played in the Lakers. KCP this year is shooting down near 48% from three. So he would obviously be valuable on this team if the Lakers were to somehow reacquire him. Um, but, you know, Denver is using him to some. But that's basically what you're looking for, is you're looking for the good wings around the league, the league who are who are good three-point shooters. Imagine, imagine that there's uh, there's some sort of path to the Lakers using using their picks and, and their remaining assets to reacquire KCP and then to reacquire Kuzma and put that <laughs> team back together, right? Like, I just uh, obviously it's not going to happen, but... It- What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
it's really it's really AD's world as we talked about earlier, JC. We're all just kind of living in it. I'm curious what you think. Do you? I mean, can he really keep this up for the rest of the year? I mean, I I I have no doubts that he can be this this level of dominant player in terms of impacting the game at both ends. But these stat lines we've been seeing from him, I mean, he literally had 44 and 10 and then went out and had 55 and 17. Like, it is so absurd. He's the first Lakers player to drop 40 back-to-back games of at least 40 points since your boy Kobe Bean Bryant. I mean, it's just, it has been marvelous to watch Anthony Davis in a Lakers uniform. And I, I mean, part of me, and I'm sure the innate, worry within Lakers fans is, you know, this is a guy who has not necessarily gained strength as the season has continued on historically. He's, you know, worn down a little bit right now. He seems to be getting stronger with every opportunity, JC. And I wonder, you know, you got to remember, I think he's still 28, right? Is he still 28 years old? I believe. And if that's the case, I mean, he's really just entering his prime. He talked a little bit after the win against the wizards and said, look, you know, I'm in my, my, I think it's, he's in his 11th year now, right? And in his 11th year, he said the game is finally slowing down for him. He can understand things a little bit better. And I think he's taken upon himself to be more of a leader, both, you know, uh, within the locker room, on the court, and at both ends. And I think there's a certain maturation that comes with that process by, you know, just by having the experience. And AD finds himself in this position now to really be able to take advantage of it. And I mean, man, he has just been... He has really been, if not the best player in the NBA over the last month, most certainly in the conversation and at least in the top three. And he ain't number three. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things you can learn to kind of keep yourself durable. And I think last year it was talked about how he he might have taken the wrong approach and, and bulking up as much as he did. This year, he he does seem a little bigger physically, but it, it seem, he seems to be holding it up better than he used to. And, you know, you can even do things like kind of learn how to fall. Like, I forget what player it was this season. It's not Anthony Davis, but somebody actually took a few weeks in the offseason to, like, to like learn how to fall uh, so that they're that way they're more durable. And, and that might have been something that, that AD looked into as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I know people are still cautious. Every time he goes up for a rebound, the first thing I do is look at his feet and make sure he's not going to land on – step on somebody's foot. Um, but, you know, yeah, you got to hope that, that he can get, keep it up and – it's something that he's aware of because he it, he he stated a goal to play all 82 games, which he's only, he's missed two so far. But it's not really anything that's his fault. Um, you know, he took that he took that really bad. He's only really taken one bad fall this season, and it was when he fell right on his lower back. And I think he missed the game after that. Um, so yeah, I think he's he's doing his part to to stay pretty durable. I mean, whatever he's doing, whether he's drinking bone broth, chocolate milk eating shaman blessed chicken breasts whatever it may be jc he's just got to keep it going because this production has just been absolutely absurd i mean that there was one dunk not to just keep harping on how awesome he's been but god damn ad has been awesome and there is just this one dunk he had against the wizards where i felt like he skied higher than probably two feet higher than any other player on the court and just went skyscraper mode and just bang put it right through the rim and he's just i mean yeah I'm i think just, it was an alley-oop from lebron james as soon as he passed he passed it with both hands like uh, a volleyball set and i was like oh that's way too high and he reached out and got it i mean it's just it's i mean it, it's like watching an alien spider-man play basketball 
somebody on Twitter, I forget who it was, one of the prominent Laker accounts said, you know, Anthony Davis has been like watching Shaq on off or sorry, uh, Shaq on offense and, and Akeem on, on defense, you know, Olajuwon on defense. And it's just, I mean, a lot of people won't understand that reference because now that at least I'm entering my mid thirties, I find myself on the older end of the curve than the younger end, as sad as that is to say. And we sit here and it's like, I just, it really has been so long since the Lakers had a big man, probably since Gasol, right? Who could be this type of dominant. Gasol was di- di- different kind of dominant. He's never, was never the defender that AD is on his worst day, but Gasol really was able to carry the Lakers at times. If Kobe was out of the lineup or Kobe had to play second fiddle as much as Kobe didn't like to play second fiddle to anyone, obviously. Right. But since Gasol, I think, you know, the Lakers have certainly had interesting big men since then. But I think in terms of living up to potential, probably since Gasol in terms of this level of dominance, especially offensively. Yeah. And one, one of the other things that, that's been attributed to this resurgence, and he's quickly becoming a fan favorite, is I'm just looking at his numbers here. And I think everything for the Lakers up and down the roster kind of starts with that Brooklyn game, which is the first of this this 10-game streak. It was a five-game losing streak before that. But since that Brooklyn game, it's been 10 games. Do you want to guess how many games Austin Reeves has hit double digits in? How many? Uh, it has been nine. No, uh, it's seven. But since Brooklyn, these are his numbers. Per, per, points in the game. 15, 16, 21, 11, 8, 16, 13, 22, and 7 and 5. He's kind of come, come down to earth the last couple of games. But, yeah, Austin Reeves has also been – crazy good that's what we're saying i mean look we said to the earlier part of this episode he should be in the starting lineup no matter who else is out there if he's not going to be in the starting lineup he should be having significant minutes and should certainly be in the closing lineup he yeah. is in he is in his bag and then some and, Austin, and he's not in any any conversations i see for most improved player which is one of the more confusing awards like because john um, moran won it last year and most that seemed impro- most improved player is really what what talented player had the biggest leap in his stats? It's really about opportunity more than it is improvement in a lot of ways, I think. And I think a guy like Austin Reeves, because, you know, he doesn't exactly push uh, push the merch the way that Ja does, right? I think Brandon Ingram also won the award. Uh, although Austin Reeves' merch is getting a lot more popular, I'll tell you that much, at least amongst Lakers fans. Uh, I don't know that he'll ever be in contention for that award the way that he should be. I agree with you. The award, an award like that should really be designed for guys like like he is. But here's my question to you on Austin Reeves, JC. The Lakers are going to have to pay him to to remain on the team. And I don't think there's any Lakers fan who want to see a repeat of the Alex Caruso situation, okay? So, JC, it's let's fast forward to the offseason. Austin Reeves over under gets a 4-year $50 million contract. Mm, I mean, I think he'll get a deal, but that's probably under. He'll, he'll probably be under that. You think he's going to be under that? Four years, $44 million, 40 to $44 million? That's to probably more what it is. Year. Yeah, that's probably more what it is. Like I, th- There's probably no way in hell he ever thought in college that he would get to the second contract in the NBA. Or if he did, didn't think. I'm, I'm, I'm certain $50 million was not the number in his head. Oh, of, <laughs> so, course. of course. So, I'm, I'm, yeah. so he I might be able to settle for like 40 ish I mean, I also think that if I'm his agent, I say, hey, 
The Knicks paid Evan Fournier $80 million. Austin Reeves, my client, is a better player than Evan Fournier. So I might not be reaching for 80, but let's let's also include that comp if we're going to go there, right? So I yeah. wouldn't, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if it pushed a little high, especially you know if the Lakers continue to play well, if he continues to play have an essential role. But there's no doubt that he has been a, a pillar on this team. That the Lakers simply wouldn't be the same team without him. And you know I I think that it's an important thing that players like uh, Austin Reeves. Wenyan Gabriel, guys who the Lakers invest into and develop, you know, that they remain on the team for more than just one or two years. Because as as much as Lakers fans love the stars and love the guys who are brought in and love the big names, you know, they also love their own guys and they love those guys hard. I mean, Wenyan Gabriel, man, he is, I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, like two years ago, Wenyan Gabriel could walk into an L.A. fitness and probably nobody would bat an eye. Now, when Yen Gabriel walks into an L.A. fitness, he's signing a thousand autographs before he leaves. I mean, he has he has really become an NBA player during his stint with the Lakers. Yeah. And I mean, as much as it might hurt the pocketbook, like it's it's got to be worth it to just try to hold on to these guys for a little longer. Like on this team, KCP shooting 48 percent from three. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's it's ridiculous. Right. And, and that's that's the piece. And that's that that I think is the biggest criticism of this front office, including ownership is simply that if you're really going to be about LeBron's final years, you really want to maximize AD's prime in this season, then cost cannot be a factor. you got to push all the chips in. And with Anthony Davis having a season like this and LeBron seemingly playing through these you know, little injuries, save for the, the groin one, which was you know w- a little worse, but this ankle injury that he just keeps pushing through and it looks like he doesn't mi- going to miss any time, you know LeBron's not missing a game in Cleveland. That's, that's for damn sure. But, you know, seemingly a commitment to one another on this team. This this is the time for the Lakers to do something, JC. I think fans are going to be disappointed if the Lakers roster looks exactly the same, you know, t- 10 to 15 games from now. Oh, yeah, 100%. I agree. So that's the biggest storyline for me to watch going forward. Of course, if and, and on this road trip, the Lakers have four more games in six-game roadie. The goal was to go 500 or better. The Lakers have started 2-0. and JC, is is there a chance for these Lakers to go above 500 on this road trip? Uh, I mean, I think so. Let's see. So they've got Cleveland. I mean, well, we'll see how Philly is with uh, Toronto coming back. But, I mean, yeah, Cleveland will be a hard-fought win. LeBron's emotions could kind of carry him over there. I mean, maybe Toronto and Detroit could be the two wins that you get out of there. Yeah, I mean, you, you would like to think that the game against Detroit especially with Kate Cunningham out of the lineup, that that should be a game the Lakers should win, especially given that they beat them recently and how well Lakers are playing right now. Toronto is always a tough game to go in there, and, and but again, Lakers have the talent to cool it out. But to be honest with you, JC, I think the Lakers could go you know better than 500, and I think the Lakers should have their goal set higher than that because they're riding this, this confidence wave that's just unforeseen, unexpected. you got to be so happy for Darvin Ham. It's so clear. I mean, even at 2-10, and 10, we sat here and said, hey, this, this team has bought into Darvin Ham. The results just haven't been there. And everybody was sort of panicking. And, you know, it was would have been easy for those players to start bailing on what he had to say. They didn't. Credit to them. Credit to him. Everybody stuck together. Look at the results that this club is having. I mean, that win in Milwaukee with Chris Middleton, especially coming back to the lineup, JC, that is easily the Lakers' best win, home or away, since their championship season. Yeah, and you know Darvin Ham has definitely made the adjustments. I talked about they they don't shoot as many threes. They 
they shoot a lot smarter. I think even the players themselves, like Lonnie Walker's an excellent catch and shoot three pointer. I tweet this a lot, and yeah, anytime he's he's just taking smarter shots. I I love Lonnie Walker taking taking a catch and shoot three. I do not like Lonnie Walker creating his own three off the dribble. If Lonnie Walker's going off the dribble, use that speed and athleticism and that ability to just fly to the rim and dunk it home. He has been just a truly welcomed addition as well. I I've really enjoyed what Lonnie Walker has brought to this team. I think he could be, he's another guy who, you know, I know the Lakers roster, everybody wants to look different, but I think Lonnie Walker could be on this Lakers team longer than just one year. And I think it means a lot to him to be in the spot that he is with the Lakers. Yeah, I agree. I think he's been playing really well. Really well. Agreed. Another guy who could be in contention for most improved player of the year award. You love to see that on a team that's starting to hit its stride. JC, I'm going to make a bold prediction here. Lakers finish the road trip above 500, go at least four and two on this road trip and really get their season going in the right direction. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Uh, that, that game against Philly is going to be with AD versus Joel Embiid is going to be crazy. If the Lakers could go into Philadelphia, AD gets the best of Joel Embiid, and the Lakers could win at Toronto and at Detroit. Oh, man. Staples Center, because again, I'm never calling it crypto. Staples Center <laughs> would absolutely blow the roof off when they're set to return. Lakers also got an early game on Christmas Day. Uh, the league, I don't know, I want to say they kind of did them dirty, but now that the Lakers Clippers isn't really a thing anymore, especially with the with the unknown health of, you know, Kawhi and, you know, Lakers kind of falling out of the spotlight a little bit last year. Lakers got an earlier game on Christmas now. They got the, uh, I think it's the 11.30 a.m. Pacific, 2.30 Eastern. So, Hopefully Lakers can create this new narrative and really ride into 2023 feeling good. JC will be back with them soon, but until next time, we watch the games with you guys on Twitter. Where can they find you, JC? Tell them. At JCDeLeon1. And at Ethan underscore Noroff. And until next time, we out. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.